Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, here we go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete. One hour today on AM570 LA Sports, but it's going to be a big hour because sometime between right now and when we go off the air at 1, we are giving Dodger tickets away. Somebody's going oh, to Saturday's yeah. game. Oh, yeah. So stay with us during this hour. We've got the tickets for the game against the Padres. It's a 6 o'clock start on Saturday, and somebody is going to win those tickets. And if you don't win today, we're off tomorrow because the Dodgers play early. We're giving more tickets away on Friday. How about that? I love that. We're just giving things away. We live to give. Yeah, we do. That's it's who we are. It's the summer of giving from us. That's right. We've got to keep it through the fall, too. We've got to keep giving stuff away. Are we? Yes. I put it out there in the universe, Fred. Okay, well, that's the only way we're going to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> if you put it out in the universe, or maybe we get exactly. lucky. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, before we get started today, uh, Rodney, we lost somebody yesterday. Yep. Yep, we did. We we, we lost a uh, great human being, a great friend of mine. Um, Sam Cunningham passed away yesterday, and um, I... I known Sam for a long, long time, obviously a great USC Trojan legend, college hall of fame, um, just a, a great human being. And, uh, you know, for those that don't know who Sam Cunningham, I think if you, and I, and it, and his importance to not only USC, cause he was a great player there, a couple national titles and, and, uh, great career. And then went on to play in new England but he changed the face of college football. In the South, in the, in the 60s and 70s, there were no, especially in the SEC, there weren't any black players. They weren't being recruited. They weren't allowed to play there. Um, and as the legend goes, that the great Bear Bryant, um, I, I guess, Fred, you would say that he, he kind of saw where the world was going in the future, and, and, and it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't easy in the South. Uh, because they were such a powerhouse, but they knew the future, um, you had to be all-inclusive. And he got together with John McKay and said, let's play a football game. I think Bear Bryant had this in his mind that he he, he wanted to recruit black athletes and black players. But, you know, given the, the area of the country and where they were and the school that he was coaching, it was just unheard of. And so he, he got together with John McKay years before that and said, let's play a game. Because USC, obviously on the West Coast, it was all integrated and and uh, we're, we're not living in the 1940s and 50s. And so USC had a number of black players and talented players. Obviously, we all know the history of John McKay and USC in the 60s and 70s. But so they got together and played that game in 1970 in Alabama. And SC went down there with half the team black. And the stories, if you get a chance to watch that documentary, you should watch it because it's it's really incredible 
about the things that they went through leading up to that game and the bus getting thrown and uh, hitting with rocks and all those type of things. Anyway, long story short, Sam went down there and went crazy on him. I think he ran for uh, almost 150 yards, 130-something yards and scored two touchdowns, but just manhandled them. USC rolled Alabama down in Alabama. And from that point on, the next year, Alabama started recruiting black players and and uh, and, and the rest is history. But uh, Sam... Uh, just a, a, a again a great human being, great guy. If you ever came across him or got to meet him, got to know him, he was uh, he, he he was just a genuine good guy. That's I mean I don't even know anything else to say about him other than just a good man, Fred. Just a good man, and he had um, you know he had battled some things, had some heart issues. Uh, obviously, we we hear stories about how COVID affected everybody, you know, in different ways, and he. Uh, you know, he was battling some some heart situations, but uh, and, and then lost that battle yesterday. But what a uh, what a great human being, and and uh, we're gonna miss him. In his seventies, right? Seventy one. Yeah, seventy one. Uh, seventy one. Uh, yeah. Well, he yeah. certainly. Uh, and it was sudden because I talked to a few people that had just talked to him um, the night before. Really? Yeah, the night before, and and we're talking about plans and. USC games. He was just, you know, he was always there, and and so talked to him the night before, and then uh, yesterday morning uh, is when he passed. And I, I saw pictures yesterday of him. He looked like he was in very good shape. Yeah, yeah. You never know what's going on internally with with, with, with folks. And like I said, he had a, a heart issue, and and then and, uh, um, and uh, was battling that, but. But other than that, you know, he, he was uh, healthy, walking around, and smiling guy two days ago. No. Well, rest in peace. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, so the Dodgers beat St. Louis last night, and uh, Albert Pujols homered. Uh, what a what a terrific moment. An- another great moment came when Will Smith homered, and Blake Trinan caught the ball in his hat. But I, I would say that the, the Pujols homered. I knew homered, you were going to say something about Oh, I that. had to. I knew you liked that. Wasn't that great? <laughs> Like a little kid in the stands. Uh, oh, I love that. But, I mean, the pool holes homer meant so much. Uh, you know what? Just class all the way around. He steps up yeah. to the plate, and uh, Molina steps out of the way so he yeah. can receive an ovation before yeah. he hits. Yeah. I thought, boy, that was classy. Very classy. That really was. Yeah. He and made then, sure that yeah. when he got there that, you know, there was not going to be a pitch thrown uh, until Albert got his moment. It's and just, the fans gave it to him. Yeah, they did. And, you know, they're very, very knowledgeable baseball fans there. Yep. So he got his moment. Then he hit it out. <laughs> and just what a precious, precious moment. You know, uh, life is full of memories, and moments create memories. That's a moment he'll never forget. Yeah. Ever. And, you know, hitting a home run there when he played for the Angels, that's one thing. But doing it with the Dodgers against the Cardinals, because obviously the, the Dodgers and Cardinals have a, a story. Big history, yeah. Yeah. And for him to do that, it was just, God, the night, I really didn't care what happened after that, you know? Joe yeah. Davis calling it, uh, loved it. Uh, just, Rodney, can you, can you um, reflect on any moments in football that you may have seen that were anything like that? Um. You mean going back? You mean personally yeah, or I mean, just, just anybody? Or, or Yeah, anybody. Receiving that kind of ovation and 
the fans saying thank you when someone returns, that kind of thing? Um, golly, you put me on the spot, Fred, but I know there's a number of them, I, and it's right on the tip of my tongue. There were several, uh, I think, few guys that, that that left and came back and, and were well-received. Um, when you played for the Eagles, did you go back and play the Lions? We played the Lions, yes, but we, we didn't go back there. Oh. We, we played them in our place. It was, But I will tell you, that was the most satisfying win of my career. Right. <laughs> when you beat the Lions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. We beat them in the playoffs. But, um, but yeah, I didn't get a chance to go back into Detroit and do that. Um, God, I can't think. I, I know there's been several of guys that have gone back to, to a place where they started and, and had a, a, the bulk of their career. Um, look, we're going to see it this year. I think uh, – uh, Tampa Bay goes to New England and plays this year, I believe, and and uh, that will be a, a resounding uh, welcome back for Tom Brady. Yeah, that's just nice when people really appreciate yeah. what you've done. And, yeah, you know, it's not like when LeBron left Cleveland and then went back to play when he was with the <laughs> Heat. That was a different story. Yeah, yeah, they burned the jerseys yeah. and the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. no, it's yeah. I, I think it's it's romantic when that happens. It's it's yeah. just a a marvelous moment in sports and it really is what sports is all about yeah no it really is you know it's you put aside all the the competition yes you want to win and you're competing against them but you know he gave them you know what 10 years in st louis and and they won you know world title so it, it, he gave them everything he had which is who albert pujols is you know no matter what team he's on he's going to give you everything he's got and so fans appreciate someone being genuine like that a genuine player who loves the game loves the city and you could tell he has love for that place and they have love for him but it's good you know there and, and, and uh, let me ask you this though you think that because you mentioned st louis which is a great great sports town baseball yeah. city especially absolutely great, great well-run much like the dodgers as a well-run organization for a number of years um and it has that reputation do you think that happens everywhere with different teams, or is it is it really just the Cardinals and understanding and, and being classy fans um, have that happen? you think if he goes back to, say, played in Philly and goes back to Philly, that they, that they cheer him? Uh, no, I don't. But to be fair, I believe when Chase Sutley went back there. Oh, yeah, they did. They did give, it, they give him love. Yes, they did. You know, and maybe yes, it's as did. simple as somebody that is invested in the community, that is engaged yeah. with the people, that shows they care. In return, the fans care back. Yeah. You know, I don't think you get the standing ovation if, if you know, you're a hired gun. If you're a mercenary. No, no. If you keep jumping around. You really have to make an impact on people. You have to transcend the sport you're in. Yeah. Al- Albert Pujols did that. And I think, you know, I think they gave, uh, and I think they gave, uh, when uh, Dwayne Wade went back in, from Chicago, when he went back to Miami, I think they gave him love. In, in Miami that way. Um, not so much LeBron, but they gave it to, to Dwayne Wade because he was, you know, drafted and a lifer there pretty much. And it wasn't really necessarily his choice to go to Chicago uh, as they were moving in a different direction. But but he went back. I think they gave him love too. But it's nice to see. Uh, so it was a good win for the Dodgers, a necessary win for the Dodgers because the Giants keep winning. Yes, they do. And you know well, they play in Colorado. Though. Yeah, but I mean, why? That's... Why couldn't Colorado do to the Giants what they did to the Dodgers? <laughs> exactly. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Seriously, lay down. You mean lay down? Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Why? And, and they're laying down at home. Yeah. Uh, oh, I do want to point out that Steven Sousa Jr. is back with the Dodgers. Yes. Did you know he was back before he, he stepped up to the plate? First of all, I didn't know he was back. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know where he went originally <laughs> when he was here. <laughs> and all of a sudden he was back. And that's the other thing. As you watch the Dodgers every night, it's still, who who is that guy? Yeah. You know? There's one or two guy? guys, right, that'll, that'll, that'll pop up and go, wait, what? Because they showed a shot of him in the dugout. I wasn't sure. Who is that guy in the, who's in the dugout? <laughs> and he's back. It was right after Pujols' home run. Yeah. And they showed a shot of the dugout. I said, who's, who's that? And then it was, that's Sousa Jr. Right. He's back. The other night, there's a game. I don't know who was pitching for the Dodgers at this point. I have no idea. Shannon Farron texted me and wrote and said, who the hell is that? <laughs> I, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> but they keep moving them in. And it keeps yeah. working, and it needs to keep working because the Giants keep winning. And, Kevin, we talked about this a little bit this morning, right? Their schedules are almost as difficult going down the road here. They're like the Giants, I think, are by percentage points slightly more difficult than the Dodgers. So, essentially, neck and neck in terms of who has the strength of schedule, no one does. They both have to keep winning. Exactly. That's the bottom line, yeah. which makes it really exciting. Makes every game count. Uh, so that they're back at it again tonight. And, and they, they have a number of them against uh, the Padres, don't they, the Giants? They do. They do. The Giants have a couple, but, if not three more series against the Padres, I believe, at least two. Yeah. And the Dodgers have yeah. the Padres this weekend. Correct. Right. And again, we're giving tickets away to the Saturday game, and we'll do it before we get off the air at 1 o'clock. Uh, all right. Yesterday, uh, what was our guy's name, David Whistling? <laughs> David Witzling, yes. David Witzling, okay. If you heard the show yesterday, it was only an hour, but if you heard it, trust me, you'd never forget you heard it. David Witzling was on, and he was the guy that yelled uh, at at Orgeron as LSU was walking into the stadium on Saturday. By the way, congratulations, UCLA, ranked number 17 in the country. Anyway, uh, yelling at at Orgeron, Orgeron then made the now infamous comment about his sissy blue shirt. So David was on yesterday, and he gave us a little heads up on something that we didn't know, that now he has, well, let's just let David explain it. Sissyblue.com, I just, I just started that last night. A hundred percent of the proceeds will go to the UCLA football program. This is a great opportunity to take advantage of the NIL for UCLA student-athletes, 100 percent. Um, right now, it consists sissyblue.com of a contact form. Um, anybody who's interested in buying a shirt, 100%. You know, this was an idea. I put the trademark website yesterday uh, for the sole 100% benefit of these student athletes that make their mothers proud. And Okay, so it's sissyblue.com. Uh, anyway, this thing is real. It's real. And uh, even the Times wrote about it today. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I would walk around with a shirt that said Sissy Blue on it, Rodney. I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So he's selling these shirts that say Sissy Blue and going to donate the proceeds to the uh, to the athletes. Yeah. Back, back to the athlete, athletic department, or just the individual athletes are going to get the the bulk of this money. The How's football it? program. 
the football Sounds program. Like athletes. He says this is for NIL yeah. purposes. NIL so this purposes, goes to the players. Yeah. This is yeah. not the, the department. No. Okay, so how right. many players are there on the UCLA team? A hundred. Yeah, yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to split it between the hundred players. Right, and he's selling the shirts for twenty to thirty dollars. Yes, and he needs the marketing for that, so the players are going to have to wear those shirt T-shirts around. Right, you got to do that. And the you website. Sorry, guys. The website says with the new NIL rules in place, once a Bruin posts the shirt on their social media platform, they will be eligible to receive proceeds from sales. Okay, so what the players have to do is wear the shirts and post it on social media. Correct. Then yeah. people are going to go to the website and buy the shirts. Yes. For twenty. Now, is it a pool? Is it a pool or is it individual numbers of the players? Like if Dorian Thompson Robinson, his is it like his jersey or the jersey number on the shirt that says Sissy Blue, and then they, then he gets what he gets, or is it all into a pool that they all split? I think it's a pool. Seems sounds like it's a pool. Well, that that sounds to be yeah. seems to be the idea right now. Right. Okay. So how many shirts? Go back to your question, Fred. That you said you don't know if you no, I, I don't be think... wearing a Sissy Blue. No, t-shirt. I don't think I would. But that doesn't matter. You, you, you don't think. Me. You don't think you no, would? No, I would. Or is that a definite? That's definite. I wouldn't wear a shirt. <laughs> it, now, the, the site does say, Fred, there are new products coming soon. So you could have a sissy blue cap, <laughs> sissy blue shoes, maybe, <laughs> sissy blue belt. Okay. You can't, you can't write this. You can't make this up, Fred. <laughs> I know people were probably mad at me from across town. They were mad at me, Fred, but I didn't make this up. <laughs> they should be mad at him. How many... <laughs> At thirty bucks a shirt, let's just do this real fast. How many shirts would he have to sell to be able to give one hundred players, or let's say fifty, fifty players, significant money? How many shirts? At thirty bucks a shirt, <laughs> if he sold a thousand, right? That would be thirty thousand dollars that he would then divide among fifty players. Yes, assuming 50 players actually post this on their social media. Okay. If two players do it, (laughs) and he made $30,000, he would then give each one of them $15,000. Right? If I was a broke college student, that don't sound that bad. I'd wear it. Sign me up. How much money do you think he'll make from the website selling sissy blue merchandise? I don't know. If you had to guess. I don't know if that works, Fred. I really don't. First of all, I, I, I would, I would be shocked if there wasn't a meeting in the locker room of the UCLA football team, and discussions were had that if I see any of you <laughs> wearing a sissy blue t-shirt. You're off the team. <laughs> well, give the guy credit. You imagine, trying, I guess. <laughs> you imagine? Yeah, here's my left tackle. He's walking around campus with a sissy blue sheer shirt on. <laughs> hey, let's go. Let's go stop him on Saturday. Come on, baby. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah, some people. To be fair, if if may I be fair and honest? Yes, you can. Okay. Some people thought that perhaps yesterday, and thankfully I wasn't included, although I certainly <laughs> did play my part in it. Yeah, you threw your hands up in the air. <laughs> I play, No, I played my part. 
uh, what I did was just kept egging everybody on. They thought that maybe, possibly, you might have crossed the line when you were talking to David about the Sissy Blue product. Um, yeah, I think some people thought that yesterday, Rodney. They did? They I think, did? A little bit, yeah. Example, how did I cross the line? I was just asking questions. Yeah, well, yeah, but you have a way of asking them. Yes, but he he tried to say that he was not trying to poke the bear or in you know antagonize Ed Ogeron. No, I said it in a very calm. I didn't get angry. I didn't raise my voice. Okay. Yeah, but you 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 requoted his quote back to him <laughs> about lock the gates or whatever he said yeah. when he was coaching at USC. So of course that triggered him. Of course you did. You instigated it. Oh, it was me. No, no, no. Oh, he, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of he course did. he did. He tried to say he didn't. Okay. And then I think there was a, just another bit of concern when he did address his sissy blue concept where you just started to laugh. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait. Wait. Was I the only one laughing? Was I the, was I the only one laughing? <laughs> you were the only one that got tagged for it. I, I, I'll look at it. You were the only one that got hit for it. <laughs> I, like I said at the beginning, I, I played my part in it, oh, but you man. were the only I one. I couldn't help it. I, I couldn't help it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I, I'm just trying to put it in perspective that if it was something at USC and it was a, you know, kind of a, unflattering statement about the colors that we had, the Cardinal and gold, and somebody said something about that. Sissy gold. I, I don't think I would embrace that. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest with you, you know? yeah, I, I pretty much understand. I don't. Well, maybe we'll ask Vic about uh, Bishop Sycamore, Kevin. <laughs> not even a school. Hey, we're playing Bishop Sycamore. They're not even a school. Who knew? Well, we're going to find out that next. Man, that was annoying. Over the years, the Cardinals have been a thorn in the Dodgers' side. The city of St. Louis has gone back to the well, Rodney. That gets tired. So annoying. Now locked in a dead heat for the NL West, the Dodgers need every win they can get. A home run for Trey Turner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to keep it moving. We are on an absolute sprint today. One-hour show, Rodney Pete. Fred Rogan, but we gonna get it in. Getting in something is better than getting in nothing, Fred. I've heard that. Yeah, you have. Uh, let's get Dan in LA on the air. Dan, how you doing? Doing great, Fred. Thank you. Hey, congratulations! You have won a pair of tickets to see the Dodgers take on the Padres Saturday at Dodger Stadium. Brought to you by WSS. They're now a proud partner of the LA Dodgers. To visit a store near you, visit shopwss.com. You excited? I'm excited and looking forward to it. Thank you. Outstanding. Have a great time. And uh, Kevin will get your info. We will have more tickets to give away on Friday. We're off tomorrow because the Dodgers are an early start. Now for some spirituality. Let's bring on our man, Vic the Brick, with a daily haiku at 2 at 12.32. Vic, good afternoon to you. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Vic. 
Good afternoon, Rodney Pete. VTB. And we all share in the grief for the Trojan family losing Sam Bam Cunningham. Yeah, man. A god among men, a trailblazer. Dominant. Dominant. That's all I can say. He was dominant. Dominant, man. Sam Bam, we love you. He's the executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney Show. Please show the love. Show the love. He's durable. He's embraceable. He's Kevin Figgers. Oh, come on now. They need to bring back the Tunnel of Love at UCLA, Vic. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. We, we, uh, we dug the Tunnel of Love. It's under construction. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim Moore is not here to, to, to stomp on it this time. He's gone. <laughs> you know, when you rank 16th in the country, there's, there's a lot of love. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, SC 14. When was the last time that two, two squads were 14 and 16? I don't 16? know. I can't remember that. I can't either. Memory does not serve me, especially with all the me the medication circulating through my body. Who wrote that two shows night to perform the Listen, every beautiful, sweet sound you hear is from his incredible audio mind. It's Ronnie Facio. King flavor. Come on now. Quick update. Hated ones, Rockies, nothing, nothing in the second. Okay, listen. Stay competitive, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Stay competitive. Don't lie down, man. Don't lie down. Want to congratulate our colleague, our friend. Big boy Big just boy. got his star on the walk of <laughs> fame boy. in Hollywood. Yes. Right by... Yeah. Right on Hollywood Boulevard. Congratulations, big boy. Happy Wake birthday. Up, big boy. Happy birthday, big boy, as well. Happy birthday, big boy. Yes. Best belief. Right in front of Rhino Records. Great placement. Beautiful ceremony. Dr. Dre was there in support, along with George Lopez. It was a sensational ceremony, very emotional ceremony. You know, big boy from the big boy's neighborhood right here in L.A., man. Grew up in the streets yeah. of L.A. Legend. So much love, big boy, what a from our sister station, 92.3, man. Yeah. I can't even remember when he was big. Me neither. I can. Remember, I know? can because there was a giant billboard of him laying down wearing nothing but a towel around his <laughs> waist. Back, oh, now I do remember <laughs> when that When I was billboard. in middle school, oh, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Rodney, I remember that. That's right. <laughs> now you put that image back in my head. Sorry. I do remember him laying down on the billboard. I tried to block <laughs> that out. <laughs> uh, before Just, we do the haiku, Vic. The fabric of Los Angeles, big boy. Yes, Before absolutely. we do it, Vic, Bishop Sycamore is not a school. We have to mention this. The team that played the IMG Academy, then we yeah. realized that they had a oh, post office box. Oh, the phony school. Yeah. yeah. And uh, had a post office box, and we're using junior college kids uh, playing in yeah. the game. Uh, they have a new coach, and he said, no, we're not even a legit school. We do but not they have offer a new coach. How do they have a new coach? I don't know. They have a what new does coach. the coach do? I, I don't know. They can't play anybody anymore, right? Well, I would think not because we do not offer curriculum. We are not a school. That's not what Bishop Sycamore is. What is it? Well, what it is, apparently, is some sort of post-grad football academy and not a high school team like it was built on ESPN. It's, oh, so it's an academy, post-grad, post-high school grad yeah. football academy that they, what, train? Football players? 
Yes, apparently, and not very good ones. <laughs> yeah, they got a rainy endorsement from that beatdown they got from IMG Academy. Yeah, go to go to Bishop Sycamore Academy. Learn all your skills. Boy, oh boy. 20-year-olds 20, 20, 20 getting blown out by 17-, uh, 18-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, Bishop Scamamore is what they should call themselves. To get Sycamore, it's a scam. Who said that? This haiku for you is by Cor Vandenhevel, you guys. Okay, he's back. What? The not hole man. Cor Vandenhovel. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a guy out of James Bond movie. Right? A little, little Dutch flavor. Cor Vandenhovel. This haiku for you on this Wednesday, September the 8th. Uh, hot day. Listening to the ball game on AM570 LA Sports. While washing the car. I'm feeling you! <laughs> Cor Vandenhovel. That is an outright lie. What? <laughs> what? That isn't even... Vic, Vic, I am... Uh... I'm usually oh, 100% behind free. you, and I don't want to. I never like to to jump on Fred's side when we talk right. about the haikus, but Fred is kind of right on this one, Vic. Really? What the world? <laughs> what or the world? He, he could be listening for free on HD on the free iHeartRadio app. Yes, he could be, but that was not his haiku. No, I I enhanced it. <laughs> right. You know, of all the haikus we have, I know Bill Plaschke loves Cor Vandelhoven or whatever his name is. That's correct. Uh, of all of them, his are really just the most simplistic, uh, you know, how many times? Sitting in a chair, looking out the window, tree. I'm feeling you. I mean, that doesn't resonate, Fred. That really doesn't resonate. No, not, not really, huh, Big? It's <laughs> like a Bishop Sycamore haiku. <laughs> that's what they—that's what they teach the students at Bishop Sycamore. Well, it sounds like that. Core is one of the instructors there. <laughs> Core could have written this. He's still alive. Ripe age of ninety. Yeah. Oh, he could be listening on the app for it. He's an ancient one. That's right. Oh. Yeah, oh, he's <laughs> an ancient one. one. <laughs> <He's> a... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, come on now. Well, Vic, if you want to look at it like that, it's better than 90% of them were dead. So at least this guy's still alive. Alive and thriving. Well, yeah, we don't know when he wrote that, Vic. Oh, my goodness. And he certainly didn't embellish it with AM570 LA Sports on the free iHeartRadio app. We know that as well, don't we? Well, he's certainly not a, a, a professor at the Bishop Sycamore. We know that as well. We do, Vic. We do. All right, well, I thought today's haiku was, uh, it was what it was. So, good job. Oh, come on now. I'm so proud of you. All right, uh, well, we've got the uh, Rams kicking off this weekend against the Bears. Yep. We've yep. got the Chargers kicking off against yep. the Washington football team. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to have an all-pro from the Chargers join us next. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM570 LA Sports. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's right. On a quick sprint. But we're going to finish strong, Rodney P. Fred Rogan. On a hump day. Let's finish strong, Fred. 
when I say finish strong, this next cat is finishing strong. Got to do it. Got to do it. Okay. So the Rams open uh, Sunday night against the Bears at SoFi. Place will be packed. We'll see how the traffic goes. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that works. If they clean that up, if yeah. they work that out, the kinks. Kevin Demoff told us yeah. that uh, they were going to work it out. What about the food? That's going to be what it is. Oh. So maybe you should bring your own food if you can sneak it in. Brown bag it? Yeah. They won't let you. Yeah. But if you can, You're maybe you are suggesting to, to the fans of Los Angeles to bring food into the stadium. Thank Fred. you, Rodney. That's <laughs> terrible. Say, don't, don't listen to Fred. Do not try to bring your own food into SoFi, please. <laughs> Actually, don't do that. Don't do that. That was a bad idea. You know what that was? My mistake. I should have yeah. never said uh-huh. that. Oh, Lord. Don't do that. Uh, And the Chargers are going to open in Washington against the Washington football team. Next year, they won't be the Washington football team. They'll have a new name. But right now, they're the Washington football team. They have a new name? Not yet. Next year. How do you know? Because they said they would. Oh. If you believe them. If you believe them, they'll have a new name. (laughs) If not, they'll be the Washington football team. They're waiting to see if this grows on people. Right. Kind of like the soccer, you know, the whole soccer thing with football clubs. Kind of like a fungus. uh, If it grows on you. Then you got to work at it. They call him Washington FC. There you go. I actually don't think that's that bad of a name. No. In any event, so it's the Chargers opening in Washington, and the Chargers have quietly, quietly started to develop a fan base. Quietly. And they could have a pretty good year. I think it'll be fascinating, Rodney. He's a guy, you played quarterback. Uh, everybody's seen, there's enough tape on Justin Herbert now to know what he's about, right? Yeah. So they're going to make adjustments. Now does it come down to him making adjustments? Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you know, you have that rookie year. You you yourself are kind of, you know, flying by the seat of your pants because you, you're not sure of, of, of what's going on because you, you, you've moved up to another level. And, and the game is different than the college game. So a lot of it is just playing on instincts and natural ability. And as the season went on, he got better and got more comfortable, and and, and it showed as 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 the the stats and the numbers presented itself as as him having an outstanding rookie season. But now they have 16 games of him on tape in live action that they can pick apart and figure out what weaknesses he has. Uh, or, you know, he has a trouble with a certain blitz, or he doesn't see this coming, or throwing to his left on a certain on a certain hash mark is difficult for all those things that they've been able to study in the off season uh, are going to come to light. But also on the flip side of that, he's had an opportunity to study himself and figure out what he can work on to become better as a second year guy. I just think him playing all season long last year was invaluable. The experience factor was invaluable for him, um, especially playing in a situation where they didn't have all their guys, right? They, they had injury issues last year. And now they go into the season relatively healthy, and he, he's going to have the benefit of having that great defense to play with him. Yeah. They are a team that many think will make the make the playoffs this year. Many think will make the playoffs, and that's pretty exciting. So, yeah. Uh, no, they will. I think they will make the playoffs. Now, look, they, they, they play in a, a competitive division. A lot of people believe the, the Raiders are going to take the next step. Um uh, and obviously Kansas City, who's been the back-to-back Super Bowls, is the is the 800-pound gorilla that they got to beat. 
but they they have a great chance to, uh, to to make the playoffs, and I think they will if they stay healthy. That's been their only issue, I think, over the last couple of years since that that uh, couple of years back when they did go to the playoffs and got and reached the second round when they were healthy. Um, they can be as good as anybody on defense, especially. Well, they knew they needed some help on the offensive line, so they went out and they they made some moves to give Justin Herbert the protection he needs. Tom Telesco always builds a very good roster. Now we'll see what Brandon Staley does as head coach. Yeah. You know, we know defensively they'll be very good because that's his field of yeah. expertise. Look at the Rams. Yeah. The last couple of years, right? Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that all plays out with, with uh, Brandon Staley overseeing things. Different training camp this year. You were down there a few times, Rodney. You yeah, saw that I- it was different. It was definitely different. The whole landscape of, of training camp is totally different. Um, not a whole lot of contact, not a whole lot of hitting, but uh, it felt like the, the energy level, the excitement, Just we and we talked to several players down there, that the excitement of just a new attitude, I guess a fresh new attitude, uh, has really got them excited, and, and they were flying around, and, and it was a good atmosphere down there at training camp for the Chargers, and I, I think... Um, to your point of gaining some fan base here in LA, they get off to a good start. That's that's gonna that's gonna build rapidly. Did you when you were playing? Did you fly in two days before the game or the day before the game? Depend on when we were playing, where we were playing. If it was a coast to coast, we went on Friday. We left on Friday and and then played on Sunday. Yeah, because you have to get adjusted to the time, right? Yeah, it's and you just want to. I mean, it's too short to really adjust to the time, but you want a full nights night and a half sleep before you play that game just just so you're not landing and the first night of sleep you have is waking up to go play a game i think the chargers are going in the day before i think that's what the rams did as well yeah i I heard that i heard that a number of teams are not are, are shying away at least i guess this year maybe it's has something to do with protocols but I heard a number of teams that were shying away from going two days early, which I think is a mistake. All right. Well, let's bring on now Corey Lindsley. He was a fifth-round pick of the Packers in 2014, uh, signed with the Chargers during the offseason. He's the center, first-team All-Pro center in 2020. Corey, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me. Let me start with this. You like the weather better out here? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, it's uh bit monotonous but you know you can't beggars can't be choosers you know we just love the weather yeah no it's great out here and and i gotta say this you, I, you may be the cause of all the uh all the aaron Rodgers drama that's going on about him you know wanted to have some say and and holding out the way he did because he loses a guy like you and i know as a quarterback you know losing losing a center that i'm comfortable with is not an easy thing to deal with, and so I get it now. I get it why Aaron's upset, man. It's all because of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm flattered, but I, I don't know that uh, it's all because of me. Maybe if a little part of it is, you know, I'd, I'd be uh, honored, you know. But regardless, um, yeah, we had uh, we had a great thing going up there, and um, you know, had a great relationship. Learned a lot from him, um, and you know, I'm, I'm hopefully going to bring as much as I can to the table here. Um, you know, the, the stuff that I get, I, the knowledge that I gained from Aaron. Corey Lindsley with us. Why the Chargers? Why'd you sign with the Chargers? Um, the weather. No, I'm kidding. They, uh, <laughs> honestly, 
you know what, having Brian Balaga here last year, and I know it's a new coaching staff and everything, but he had previously talked to, um, you know, the coaches coming in and, uh, you know, they had given him calls and Zoom chats and stuff, and he had a great, um, he had a lot of respect for him right off the bat, and, and that meant a lot to me. And obviously Brian being here, being able to vouch for everybody here, say this is a first-class uh, franchise, and that that went a long way with uh, with me. So, um, honestly, yeah, that like just being able to hear that from a guy who's been through the same stuff that I've been through, um, that that kind of pushed me over the edge to, to sign here for sure. Um, and, and, and speaking of signing here, uh, you, you got an interesting perspective because you were able, you guys played the Rams in the playoffs, and I and I heard you mention um, Brandon Staley's defense and how difficult it is. Talk about that and what he brings to the table. Why why is it so difficult? Yeah, there's a lot of little nuances across the field. Um, you know, techniques that guys play, uh, different run fits that they have, different um, coverages and everything that that make you think. You know, they're never going to be a, you're never going to be able to just very rarely, I guess you're you're going to be able to just walk up to the line and say, all right, here we go. This is you know your routine look, and I know how to block this. You got to think. You got to know what personnel they're in. You have to know who's on the field. Um, you know, where the safeties are, where the linebackers are, how many linebackers are in the game. There's a lot of thinking that goes into it. And, you know, that's, that's I feel like, a huge part of what made their defense so great last year. Um, and, you know, we knew it going into the playoff game. It, it was We knew they were the number one defense. We knew that, um, you know, the guys that they had and um, the, the kind of shit that they ran, you know, it was – uh, we knew it was going to be tough, and um, but I think that those are some of the points, at least from my perspective, that that aid in um, making it so challenging going up against them. Okay, so you played in front of Aaron Rodgers. Now you're playing in front of Justin Herbert, and really you haven't seen Justin Herbert in a game yet. But uh, when you look at these two quarterbacks, one highly successful, one with a great future, at least seemingly so, are there comparisons you can make? Uh, are, are there comparisons you can draw? I mean, honestly, anything that I, I could say about either one of them from, you know, talking about being an actual quarterback, I don't think it, you know, means anything because I don't know how the hell to play quarterback, you know. So, <laughs> they, you know, I'm not going to say anything like that. But I will say that, you know, both of them have a great knowledge for the game. Um, you know, there's Justin's, uh, Justin's work ethic is phenomenal. And I think that – and just speaking about Justin, just, uh, you know, just him, he um, – you know, that gives a lot of confidence to all of us O-linemen. When we see him busting his butt after practice every day in the, in the weight room and in the, in the film room and everything, I mean, that's, that gives us a ton of confidence and is, is the type of leadership that, um, you know, we love from our quarterback because, you know, it shows that he's all in, he's bought in, and that's, um, you know, so just from that perspective, I you know, just talking about him, I think that's um, – you know that's that's easy for guys to buy in and and rally around him, and I can see why everybody talks um, speaks so highly of him here for sure. All right, well we appreciate you coming on, Corey Lindsley, uh, All Pro, first team last year. Now in front of Justin Herbert, do a good job, protect this guy on Sunday, will you? Yeah, appreciate it. All right, man, doing my best. Take it easy. Appreciate the time. Uh, the excitement is back. The 46th Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, is September 24th through the 26th. 
Three days of nonstop fun, including a Saturday night concert with Vince Neal, presented by ASM Global and Acura. Get your tickets at gplb.com. Rodney off tomorrow, so we'll get him on Friday. Ronnie and Kevin, great job for the hour today. Appreciate it. Talk to you Friday, Rodney. Talk to you. Bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin Making money off of cuss words, writing again Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen Late night down sunset, like in the sin What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell, to live and die in L.A. On bail, my people say To live and die in L.A.